Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Horror masters like Stephen King have pointed to the rich imagination of old-time radio shows, specifically in the horror and mystery genres, offering more appropriate terror than the page or the screen. In the era before television, purely audio suspense was provided by not only the writers, actors, and the listeners' own imaginations, but the sound effects engineers in an art form that has now been lost to the ages. Gruesome shows like Inner Sanctum and Lights Out helpfully provided health precautions with their intros for the faint-hearted listeners. But the era's premier radio drama suspense offered scary moments for the thrill-bound, as did the more adventure-based escape. This afternoon, we are joined by three individuals whose names are synonymous with the golden age of radio. First is Chuck Shaden, a former newspaper editor and marketing executive who turned his hobby of collecting radio shows into a vocation. For his efforts in preserving and documenting radio history, he was inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame in 1993 and is a founding member of the Museum of Broadcast Communications. He created the radio show Those Were the Days and was the editor-in-chief of Nostalgia Digest magazine. Steve Darnell, who began his interest in old-time radio at a very young age, is an actor, a writer, and he has carried on the traditions Chuck started with both his radio show and publication for well over a decade. Carl Amari, who I met over 20 years ago, is a producer, director, and founder of Radio Spirits, where most of my radio collection comes from, and he hosts the WGN Radio Theater on Sunday nights right here on WGN Radio. And for the very first time, all three are in studio with us this afternoon. Chuck, let's start with you. How did your interest in the golden age of radio begin? And let's be clear, it wasn't called the golden age or old-time radio, it was just called radio then. Oh, it was new time radio. It was new time radio. It was Chuck time radio. Yeah. And I listened to it on the floor in our living room in front of the Zenith yeah. console radio Yeah, with that uh, flickering green eye, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was hooked as a kid. It was, uh, you know, when kids in those days, and this is back in really the olden days now in the 40s, mm-hmm. and I was uh, a, a guy involved with my imagination. When we played kids' games, we used our imagination. We did all kinds of things with our imagination. I'll be Superman and you'll be Batman, right, you know, right. that sort of thing. Right. And, uh, and so this was a built-in thing for me. And my interest continued to grow, and I found other people who had an interest in it too. And I got to thinking, why couldn't this be on the radio again? So uh, I moseyed into a little radio station in Evanston behind mm-hmm. the Orange Crush factory <laughs> That's awesome. and uh, got myself a, a gig on the, on the radio. And it was a simple thing, really. The director of the radio station said to me, you have to produce the show yourself. And I said, what does that mean? <laughs> he said, well, you've got to put the show on the air, but you have to produce a sponsor. Mm-hmm. So we found a sponsor. Which is in like the old days, quite frankly. Well, that's right. Yeah. 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 And uh, the sponsor said, well, we'll, be giving, we'll give you a shot at this. We'll be glad to do this. And so I bought the time. So Johnson's Wax, what was it? <laughs> was it Radiolite? <laughs> no, no. I, I, bought, I bought the time on, on the oh, Evanston yeah, that's station. Right. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sponsor paid for it. And all I did was endorse the check from the sponsor 
It's transferred Sponsor right over. wrote the check to Chuck Shaden. I wrote the check to WLTD. <laughs> yeah, right, right, or right. At that time, that yeah. station was WNMP mm-hmm. and turned it over. And uh, that was the beginning of it. And uh, pretty soon I realized that uh, maybe there was a future for this. And uh, ultimately... 80,000 hours of collection later, something yeah, of that matter, right? Yeah, it went big, long. And, uh, <laughs> we finally had a, buy, had a bill on in addition to our house to, hug, to keep all, this, all the, the tapes that we had. All these were all reel-to-reel tapes. That's you know? amazing. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and so that's how it went. And it, it was a, uh, it's, it's a lifelong hobby. Sure. And a, uh, it's a, vocation a for pleasant you. one. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Steve, what about you? Well, uh, like a lot of people in this room... Uh, I got into old-time radio through Chuck, and yeah. those were the days. Yeah, and sure. I've, I've told this story before, but it's a favorite memory of mine that when I was about 12, I was in the car on a Saturday with my dad. He was an attorney and had an office in Franklin Park. And I had suggested we turn on the radio, and, and I don't know why. It's not like I had an idea of what I wanted to hear. So he turned the dial to what was then WNIB, as long as we're calling up archaic mm-hmm. call letters, mm-hmm. uh, and said, you know, tell me what you think of this. And it was, those were the days, and specifically, it was Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everything about that was so magical. I mean, the fact that, that you had a live orchestra, you had a live audience, you had, obviously, sound effects, you had an announcer like Harlow Wilcox reading commercials that sure. were entertaining, part mm-hmm. of the entertainment. And then you had Fibber and Molly, who was that, which was that sort of perfect uh, wordplay-based humor for a 12-year-old kid. And as the day went on, I think I heard the great Gildersleeve. And as the weeks went on, I'd hear yours truly, Johnny Dollar and Vic and Sade. And I just immersed myself in it every chance I got. Um, interestingly enough, it was it was several weeks after discovering the show that I first heard anything resembling radio horror, but I still remember Ooh. that very distinctly. Um, Arch Obler, who had created the Lights Out series and did the Drop Dead record we sure. were talking about, yeah. had done a, a sort of Lights Out series, I think, in the 1950s or 60s for Armed Forces Radio, and it was a story called The Day Sinatra Got Fat. <laughs> And I remember this because it was like these two people who suddenly find out, to their surprise, that they are growing fat. You know, they're getting, they're getting, you know, that they they can't even read their wristwatches because they're buried in fat. Yeah, yeah. And then, as I recall, and spoiler alert, yeah, um, that it's some sort of um, extraterrestrial thing by which. Mm. They're being fattened up for slaughter. Oh, I mean, nice. my God, it's just very it, Twilight Zone-ish, yes, actually. It's yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre and so gruesome that I'm really kind of amazed that it got on an airwaves at all. But it's it stayed with me all these years later, as That's a cool. lot of these shows have. That's very cool. That's very cool, Carl. What about you? Well, I was just going to say the Twilight Zone episode you're thinking of is to serve, to serve man, man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's you know I've never heard that. That episode, uh, the day Sinatra got fat. I've heard about it. I've never heard it. Well, my first um, connection with uh, with classic radio was a horror show. It was Suspense yeah. on a Country Road. Yeah, I was my favorite. I was twelve years old, just yeah. like uh, yeah, just just like Steve. And um, I think I was twelve years old before you were twelve I, years old, though. <laughs> we can discuss that later. I have a feeling. It's funny. And um, we're all pretty close, yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, and and, and I, it was nineteen seventy five, and we were staying. I was staying over at a friend's house, and we were being rowdy. We were sleeping over, and his dad had some some eight track tapes uh, of classic radio. And one of the eight track tapes 
was Suspense on a Country Road with Cary Grant. It's my favorite. It's just an amazing yeah. show. And I had never experienced anything like this. I, I, you know, here we are in the dark listening to this show, and, and as Chuck said, the imagination just went wild, and I had never really used my imagination in that way. You know, reading a book, yes, watching TV a little bit, but, you know, the, the, the pictures are there for you on television. And so here I'm seeing the people, the crazy woman with the meat cleaver and, you yeah. know, all this great stuff. And you have an image of that person, and you have an image. Yes. Everyone has an yes. image of that person. Yeah. It's all different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, the woman looks like you with a wig. And it's, <laughs> it's very wow. horrific. It's wow. very horrific. It's horrifying. Yeah. And this was like 30 years before you met him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's with, really precious. With a light Whenever mustache. I see Dave, I think, on a country road. Um, so then I decided to get, you know, into this, right? Yeah. And discovered, I don't know how, but all of a sudden, I was listening to Chuck Shaden on WNIB 97.1, I believe it was, right? 97.1. And I remember Northwest Federal Savings was a sponsor. And you used to do a, uh, once a month, I think it was a a night at Northwest Federal, and you would play a movie, classic movie. Every Saturday we did that. Every Saturday. So that got me, and I would come to that, and that got me into classic movies, too, thanks to Chuck. Mm -hmm. Um, And Chuck played everything he had comedies mysteries right. westerns and so really my the my um love for classic radio was every saturday from one to five listening to chuck shaden um and so i literally and i remember chuck said i'm gonna we're gonna start this show now and if i l- listen out the window i'll hear a, a click <laughs> which i thought was re- you know oh, yeah, yeah it was almost like romper room yeah, yeah. you know romper room i would watch yeah. romper room and they would say i see billy and i mm-hmm. see and then she'd say my name and i'm like can she really see me and it reminded me of chuck because he would say i'm i'm gonna hear you know because we were we were taping the show we were tape recording on our re- yeah. on our realistic yeah. radio shack mm-hmm. tape recorders when chuck would play a mm-hmm. show and I, might, I remember my brother saying, would you go outside on a Saturday? Everyone's outside. You're listening to the Lone Ranger. Oh, no. Right? How many promising yeah. athletic careers were killed in their tracks by right. those were the days? Um, so, Chuck, I would be much more athletic if it wasn't for you. <laughs> um, I might have gotten you know, a, a scholarship to play basketball or something. Not basketball, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, the guy to my left here maybe basketball. <laughs> um, but that's how I got involved in, in Loved old time radio. I have I have Chuck Shaden to thank. That's for that. awesome. Indeed. And then Radio Spirits. How did that that started in the basement? It did down the street from same, where I lived in that same basement <laughs> yeah. in Schiller Park, uh, yeah. collecting these shows. I thought, you know what i I want to uh, I want to start a company doing this right. And so um, I decided to find the people that were that created these shows if they were still alive or their estates, and um, was very fortunate to be able to license a lot of the shows from CBS and NBC and, yeah. and um, you know, the people that owned um, The Lone Ranger and stuff sure. like that, and then uh, put them back on the air on a national basis with um, stations across the country that, like Chuck, you know, with WNIB, they, uh, as Chuck said, he sort of bought the time on the air, and, you mm-hmm. know, it was, a, it was a lot like that. It was a barter arrangement, and then I'd have to go get sponsors like Chuck, Chuck did, yeah. go get Sponsor. So we started putting them back on the air, and then um, that led to other things, and uh, now I'm on WGN with the WGN Radio Theater. There you go. So thank you for mentioning that. You bet. Well, we're talking to Chuck Shaden, Steve Darnall, and WGN's own Carl Amari about terror on the air, and there's more after the news next on 720 WGN. 
Ooh, it's Dave Plyer on 720 WGN. Just in time for the Halloween season, we're talking to Chuck Shaden, Steve Darnall, and WGN's own Carl Amari about terror on the air during the golden age of radio. So there were early shows on the radio. Uh, first, there was The Witch's Tale, and then others like Beyond Tomorrow, Beyond Midnight, Hall of Fantasy, Escape, Quiet Please, Weird Circle, Tales of the Unexpected, X-1. But the big three are Suspense, Inner Sanctum, and Lights Out. Steve, tell us about Inner Sanctum. Well, Inner Sanctum started out as a series of mystery novels, and a gentleman named Hyman Brown um, optioned the, the name for a radio series. I think Hyman Brown knew two things. One was that uh, to make an immediate impression, he wanted to get as much star power on the show as he could afford. And I think Boris Karloff was in New York at the time doing Broadway. So, of course, he brought him on as often as possible because wow. yeah. who else would you that want voice. on a horror show but oh, Boris yeah. Karloff? Yeah. And then the story I've heard, and I've heard different stories, but this, this is the one we published, so I hope it's right, that, that he'd had a door that he'd used for the uh, Dick Tracy radio show, which he'd also produced. And it, it gave the, off... The creaking door. A creaking door. Yeah, and, yeah. and as he apparently said, the door said, make me a star. <laughs> and wow. my God, he did. Wow. He sure did. And, wow. and, you know, the only thing creepier than that creaking door, which was already a terrifying sound, was the person behind the door. Wow. What about uh, Lights Out? Tell me about Lights Out, Carl. Lights Out, well, it started right here in Chicago, WENR was the station and um is that eventually nbc or what yeah okay, it was an okay. affiliate of nbc okay. and and um the there was a guy working at the station by the name of willis cooper mm-hmm. and willis cooper thought hey it might be interesting to play a horrific 15 minute little radio show um you know after after midnight right at you know midnight mm-hmm. And uh, let's see how it, how it works out. And they were like, eh, who's listening at midnight anyway? <laughs> well, and right? most people were listening to music at that yeah. point. So this kind of broke up what told, they were doing. Like yeah, what yeah, Chuck yeah. said, you know, mm-hmm. it could, could work. You know, a, a scary show in the middle of a, of a, a rock station or something mm-hmm. at night. And so it, it became um, a sensation. You know, it was, uh, it was this show, at a 15-minute show, scary as all heck. And he would write it, produce it. Um, and then uh, NBC said, look, let's take this show on a national basis. And then it was uh, elongated to 30 minutes at one time. And then Willis Cooper moved to Hollywood to write, uh, I think, The Bride of Frankenstein and some other, uh, some other movies. And then they brought in another Chicago producer, Arch Obler. Mm-hmm. And Arch yeah. really made it his own. And he, uh, he wrote a lot of the stories and most of the stories. And it was a 30-minute program sponsored by Ironized yeast. Yes, that's right. Yeah, for a while. And I had some other sponsors, I think. I've got too. some in my office if yeah. you need some of that. I, I do. Ironized I'm a little, yeast? I, I'm a little run down. <laughs> I need some <laughs> ironized yeast. Uh, Help us with the war effort here. Yeah, yeah listening, listening to the sponsors in, oh, in all great. of this is also it's cool. Great. Like, I love listening to the original yeah. commercials and Frank all Frank Martin was the announcer on that mm-hmm. show, and Arch Obler would introduce it. He was sort of the Raymond on it. You know, he'd right. come on as the producer and say, Oh, this little story came to me one day, and, you know, it was. And, 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 you know, or it was based on, a like, he even did one on H.H. H. Holmes, Murder Castle, which I know oh, Chuck right, has played right, many right. times. Yeah. Um, so he would sometimes base them on fact or incidents in his life, and they were really scary stuff. Lights Out was probably the scariest. 
Chuck, uh, talk, talk to me a little bit about suspense because that's kind of the the grand show. Of it Love is the, the it is the granddaddy of all the mystery shows, uh, the longest running, twenty yeah. years, forty two to sixty two. Yeah, and uh, it had elements of every kind of possible mystery yeah. that you could have, and it always lived up to its name. The title of the show was Suspense, and they said these are tales well calculated to keep you in suspense. And no matter what the story was, there was always a degree of suspense until the payoff came mm-hmm. just a minute, perhaps, before the sign-off. And and while Lights Out and Inner Sanctum uh, had two distinct kinds of uh, formats, suspense had a little more variety within within their their framework. Yeah. And uh, uh, in Inner Sanctum, it was Raymond the host or whoever was the host mm-hmm. who added a lighter touch to it to bring a little bit of relief to the audience. I mean, even in commercials, they had uh, a uh, a motherly type yeah, woman, Mary, yeah, talking right. about Lipton tea. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know, that's she, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mr. Host, this is—it's a terrible first act, you know. And, <laughs> right. oh, and he says, "Well, Mary, we got to have some tea now." And 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 and, and even Arch Obler, he—he uh, he took you into his confidence a little bit to, yeah. to bring you into the story. Very true. Uh, perhaps more serious than than uh, than the other show. Right. But in. In the suspense series, you had everything. And while Lights Out used really uh, well-known actresses from radio and occasionally uh, uh, Peter Lorre or Mm -hmm. uh, Boris Karloff, as well as Mm -hmm. Inner Sanctum would do that, Mm -hmm. suspense often used big movie stars. And suspense almost from the very first show in 1942 – they cast someone counter to the character that they were known on. Well, it's an iconic show, and we're going to listen to one of the most popular episodes of that series. And there were over 900 suspense episodes produced. This one starred Agnes Moorhead. It was redone several times. It's called Sorry, Wrong Number. Tell us what we're about to hear. Well, there's a woman who is an invalid, and her husband had left her for the day, for the evening. He's out someplace. And uh, she's 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 kind of paranoid a little bit. She hears noises outside, and she hears uh, overhears uh, she calling to call her husband, and she she overhears through cross wires on the phone company, which they don't do now. No, right. <laughs> and so she she overhears a conversation that leads her to believe that somebody is about to be murdered. There's two people talking, and they're talking about what to do, and, and, and they talk about the, some of the environment around the area of the, where the scene of the murder is going to be. And she, she, she's getting mad at the operator, and she's, she, uh, she gets mad at the operator when she tries to get her to respond to this that she heard. And the police, too, they don't want to do anything. They don't, they don't have any facts, and the operator doesn't know what she's and talking about. And she's overreacting about. a bit. Well, she is, yeah. but she's getting nervous and more and more nervous about all of this sort of thing. So she, she doesn't know what to do until she finally puts two and two together that maybe she is the victim. When we come back, a chilling episode of one of the best radio plays ever produced, Suspense, Sorry Wrong Number, right here on 720 WGN.